This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Thursday, February 29th, 2024, I'm Julia McAndrews. And I'm Nate Courtney. Coming up this evening on New Center 88, a wildfire scorching the Texas panhandle has grown to the largest in state history. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Holly Belmont will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Ethan Peltier will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a sunny 44 degrees. And now, on to our top story. The House has passed another short-term spending measure that would keep one set of federal agencies operating through March 8th and another set through March 22nd. The legislation approved today will allow Congress to avoid a shutdown for parts of the federal government set to kick in on Saturday. The Senate is expected to vote on the bill later in the day. The short-term extension is the fourth in recent months. The House GOP leadership is voicing increasing expectation that it will be the last before Congress approves a final spending package for the full year that exceeds $16 trillion. The renewed focus on the year's spending bills doesn't include a separate effort to provide military aid to Ukraine and Israel. Witnesses say Israeli troops fired on a large crowd in, of Palestinians racing to, a, to pull food off an aid convoy in Gaza City. Health officials said that more than 100 people were killed. That brings the death toll since the start of the Israel-Hamas war to more than 30,000. Israel said many of the dead were trampled in a chaotic stampede for the food aid and that its troops only fired when they felt endangered by the crowd. The Gaza City area was the first target of Israel's offensive, launched in response to Hamas's October 7th attack. A wildfire spreading across the Texas panhandle has become the largest in state history. Authorities say the Smokehouse Creek fire grew today to nearly 17,000 square miles of scorched rural ranch lands and destroyed homes. The fire has merged with another blaze and is 3% contained. Authorities have not said what ignited the blaze. It has burned since Monday and expanded in size with ferocious speed. The fire has torn through dozens of homes, and officials have cautioned that the full extent of the damage remains unknown. At least one person has died. A former career U.S. diplomat says he will plead guilty to charges of serving as a secret agent for communist Cuba going back decades. This development today brings about an unexpectedly fast resolution to a case prosecutor described as one of the most brazen betrayals in the history of the U.S. Foreign Service. 73-year-old ex-ambassador Manuel Roca told a judge he would admit to federal counts of conspiring to act as an agent of a foreign government, charges that could land him behind bars for several years. Prosecutors alleged Roca engaged in, quote, clandestine activity, unquote, on Cuba's behalf since at least 1981. He is due back in court April 12th when he is likely to be sentenced. A poll from the Associated Press, NORC Center for Public Affairs Research, finds that U.S. adults have become fractured along party lines in their support for military aid for Ukraine. 
Russia is making battlefield advances in the conflict, but a politically divided Congress is stalled on renewing funding for Kiev. Democrats are much more likely to support additional aid for Ukraine than they were in November, but Republicans remain largely opposed. Most Republicans say the U.S. is spending too much on Ukraine, but support for Ukraine has grown among Democrats. About 4 in 10 Democrats polled say the U.S. is spending, quote, too little, unquote, on aid to Ukraine in the war against Russia, up from 14 percent in November. Coming up, Ohio University pauses race-based scholarships after U.S. Supreme Court ruling. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. Hey kids, Raimi Tolliver here to show you how to concoct the perfect radio station in your very own dorm room. Alright, you want to start your week out right on Mondays with two tablespoons of blues. Then you'll need about three gallons of alternative to carry you from Monday nights to Thursday morning. Now you need a reinforced bowl to handle a healthy dash of street beat on Thursday, Friday and Saturday night. Alright, now in order to relax at week's end, stir in a cup of jazz on Fridays. For a little extra zest, whip in some gospel, oldies and the rock on the weekends. Now if that isn't enough for you, sprinkle award-winning news and sports as you please. WMUL is your perfect proportion dose of radio to keep you slim and trim throughout the year. WMUL has not been certified healthy by the Food and Drug Administration. But who cares? It's good radio. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spotted news reporting by the Virginia Associated Press. I'm Julia McAndrews. And I'm Nate Courtney. Marshall University's annual prom, also known as the gala this year, was held this week. As Emma Johnson reports, the gala gave students the opportunity to distress after finals week. Marshall University's Women's Gender and Sexuality Studies program hosted the annual prom, which was titled The Gala this year, and it was open to all students, staff, and even students who do not attend Marshall. I also really like having this event because it seems like, and I'm a professor, so maybe I'm just not hip to the students, um, unless you are affiliated with the Greek system, you don't really have a ton of opportunities to go to any kind of like semi-formal event on campus. And that is another reason why we hold this. As those in attendance requested songs and danced the night away, dinner was served, door prize winners were selected, and some students shared their favorite part of the night. It was a lot of fun here because uh, we're, we're enjoying the music, the drinks, the food, everything is so nice here. Actually, I love to dance, so here it gave me a good opportunity. I loved it. I did take a lot of midterm tests, and I just love dressing up and meeting new people. Definitely Usher, just in general, Usher. Any club songs, I'm down. Oh, my favorite part is, has, has to be the, the latest song, which was um, uh, Footloose by Kenny Loggins. Everyone was out on the dance floor, everyone was busting a move. It was a great time. Another pivotal moment during the night was the meshing of cultures through music and dancing. We are from India, so all people from India, they know the dance. Yeah. It's just in their uh, genetics. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just comes from the body. We don't even prepare how to dance, just it comes from the way. I don't, a lot, there's a lot of people here that are from a different culture and a lot of the songs they've been playing are, are from their culture and getting to go up and dance with them and being accepted and, and them loving it, 
has been beautiful. I've never gotten to, to mix like that before and get to experience another culture firsthand, and it's beautiful. Students, staff, and professors all had a blast dancing the night away. For News Center 88, I'm Emma Johnson. Thanks, Emma. The Women's Gender and Sexuality Studies program wants to thank everyone who attended. A West Virginia bill that would outlaw the gender designation of non-binary on birth certificates is headed to G Governor Jim Justice's desk. The Republican governor hasn't spoken publicly about the bill. Justice previously signed laws restricting gender-affirming care for minors and transgender children's participa participation in sports. West Virginia currently doesn't allow non-binary gender markers on birth certificates. Republican delegate Chris Pritt says he wanted to pass a law banning it to ensure the state doesn't start offering it. Non-binary people identify themselves as not strictly male or female. At least 16 other states offer some form of third gender identification on birth certificates. Ohio University has paused the awarding of race-based diversity scholarships following the Supreme Court's decision last summer to strike down affirmative action in college admissions. The university announced its plans in a statement issued last week. The school noted that the affected scholarships represent a small but important subset of its annual awards. Scholarships already awarded to current students at the school in Athens are not affected by the review. They will continue to get renewable scholarships if they meet the renewal criteria. Coming up next, Putin warns that sending Western troops to Ukraine risks a global nuclear war. That and more news from around the nation when News returns. You have a CD for any mood. You've got everything from rainy day jazz to pure existential angst. You've got CDs to dance to, boogie to, shimmy to, mosh to, and totally rock out to. You've got rock, rap, pop, alt pop, sub pop, hip hop, jazz, blues, country, metal, punk, and some stuff they don't even have a name for yet. But do you have a first aid kit? You have the things that make you happy. Get the things that make you prepared. An all-hazards emergency preparedness kit can help. Ready kits are available at your local retailer. Learn more at ready.gov. Welcome back to New Center 88, voted Best Radio News Reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Julia McAndrews. And I'm Nate Courtney. Cases of norovirus, a highly contagious stomach bug, are climbing in the northeastern United States nationwide. About 12% of most recent norovirus tests sent to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention were positive. In the Northeast, the proportion was 16%. The germ causes illness that starts suddenly with vomiting, diarrhea, and general feelings of misery. Most people recover after two to three days, but dehydration can be dangerous for young children, older people, and those with weakened immune systems. A federal judge has blocked a Texas law that would allow police to arrest migrants suspected of entering the U.S. illegally. The decision Thursday, today, by U.S. District Judge David Ezra sets aside, for now, the law that had been set to take effect March 5th. The ruling is a victory for the Justice Department. It argued that the law signed by Republican Governor Greg Abbott last year was unconstitutional. The state attorney's state attorney general's office says it immediately appealed. Opponents say that the measure is the most dramatic attempt from the state to police immigration since a 2010 Arizona law that was partially struck down by the U.S. Supreme Court. A Civil War battlefield in Mississippi is providing more information about black history. 
Recent ceremonies honored the memory of 18 black soldiers and two white officers who fought for the Union and were killed or wounded in 1864 by irregular Confederate soldiers. The massacre happened at Ross Landing, Arkansas. The black soldiers killed that day were buried as unknowns in Vicksburg National Cemetery in Mississippi. The cemetery is part of Vicksburg National Military Park. A park historian identified most of them through military records and other documents. The park dedicated a mo monument to black soldiers 20 years ago and has taken other steps to tell a fuller story. Russian President Vladimir Putin has vowed to fulfill Moscow's goals in Ukraine and sternly warned the West against a deeper involvement in the fighting, saying that it's fraught with the risk of global nuclear conflict. Putin's warning came in a State of the Nation address today, ahead of next month's election. He's all but certain to win. In an apparent reference to French President Emmanuel Macron's statement earlier this week that Western ground troops' deployment to Ukraine should not be rolled out in the future, Putin said it would lead to tragic consequences. Speaking before an audience of lawmakers and officials, Putin said that it could trigger a Russian response raising, quote, the threat of a nuclear conflict that will mean the destruction of our civilization. Forecasters say a Pacific storm packing powerful winds and heavy snow is headed for parts of northern California. It is predicted to push toward the Sierra Nevada mountains with potential blizzard conditions and up to 10 feet of snow in the mountains around Lake Tahoe by the weekend. The National Weather Service said widespread blowing snow will create blizzard conditions with whiteout conditions and near zero visibility, making travel dangerous to impossible Friday into Saturday morning when the heaviest snow is expected. Coming up next, a California county ditched its vote counting machines. Now a supporter faces a recall election. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. G'day, mates. My name is Dango Mick. And I've come all the way from Australia in search of a creature that's spelled W-M-U-L. I guess it's a woman. It's known only to exist on the Marshall campus, and its void has been known to induce a dependency on a wide variety of music that only it can supply. Crocky! There it is now, and it's attacking another radio station. Oh, but don't worry, kiddies. It'll be all right. It's only nature. Are you training for a marathon or something? I heard if you lose lots of weight, you can prevent diabetes. Get real. You don't have to knock yourself out to prevent diabetes. Take small steps. Talk to your health care provider. Losing a small amount of weight by being active 30 minutes, five days a week, and eating healthier can prevent diabetes. For more information, call 1-800-438-5383 and ask for Get Real, a message from the Department of Health and Human Services National Diabetes Education Program. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Julie McAndrews. And I'm Nate Courtney. Texas Senator John Cornyn has informed his colleagues that he intends to run for Senate Republican leader. He's the first senator to announce a campaign after Senator Mitch McConnell said yesterday that he'll step down from the post in November. Cornyn served as McConnell's number two in leadership before he was term limited out of the job. Cornyn is citing his experience in that role in a statement to fellow senators announcing his run. But he's also trying to distinguish himself from McConnell, saying, quote, I believe the Senate is broken. That is not news to anyone. Unquote. 
Donald Trump's campaign has vowed to not talk about her anymore, but Nikki Haley is still campaigning across the country, and plenty of Republican voters are coming to hear what she has to say. Before packed audiences in states that will vote on Super Tuesday next week, Haley is making the case she laid out after losing her home state primary in South Carolina. Roughly 40 percent of GOP voters support her over their party's dominant figure, suggesting Trump is especially vulnerable in a November rematch against President Joe Biden. Trump is on the verge of winning several hundred more delegates next week. But by staying in the race longer than any other major candidate, Haley has highlighted, tr highlighted Trump's political problems with key, constituents, key constituencies in their party. Voters in a rural California county will decide whether to recall a local elected official in a race that centers on hand counting of ballots. Kevin Cry was among a far-right majority on the Shasta County Board of Supervisors who voted to get rid of ballot tabulators last year. The recall election has become a referendum not just for Cry, but also the push for hand counting that has been gaining popularity across rural America in response to baseless claims of widespread fraud tied to ballot counting machines. The effects of false claims about the 2020 election have been playing out in conservative regions across the country many of which have been considering ditching their vote tabulators in favor of hand counts. A Cook County judge ruled in the Illinois State Board of Elections must take former President Donald Trump's name off of the state's March 19th primary ballot Wednesday, but she placed her order on hold until Friday to allow an appeal. Judge Tracy Porter issued her decision after a group of voters trying to remove Trump's name from the primary ballot over the January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol sued to counter the election board's unanimous rejection of its effort. The five voters argued Trump is ineligible to hold office because he encouraged and did little to stop the Capitol riot. President Joe Biden and Donald Trump have touched down in Texas for dueling visits to the U.S.-Mexico border. It's a sign of how central immigration has become in the 2024 campaign. Biden wants to hammer Republicans for tanking a bipartisan border security deal on Trump's orders. He landed in the Rio Grande Valley city of Brownsville, where border crossings are down lately. Trump journeyed 300 miles away at a state park that is at the epicenter of a standoff between Texas and the federal government over enforcement. And coming up, Holly Belmont will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast. And Ethan Peltier will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us. the worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the fifth oldest stadium in college football, Nippert Stadium. Buckeye Field, Columbus, Ohio, thundering herd, and the 24th-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. Here in Raleigh, North Carolina, at Coke Field at Dale Park. At the U.K. Soccer Complex in the heart of bluegrass country, Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome back to Houston, Texas, the site of the 2008 Conference USA Softball Tournament. WMUL-FM, Huntington. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Holly Belmont, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently, it is a sunny 44 degrees. Tonight, we can expect a low of 33 degrees until around 5 a.m. when temperatures will drop to the high 20s. Be sure to bring a warm jacket on your morning commute. Tomorrow morning, expect lows in the 30s and slightly warmer temperatures in the low 50s. We can also expect rain around 5 p.m. 
As we head into the weekend, we'll see highs in the 50s and 60s and lows in the 40s. You may not need a jacket next week because we're expecting highs in the low 70s. Today's weather word of the day is blizzard warning. Blizzard warnings are issued when visibilities are reduced to a quarter mile or less for three hours or longer. Wind speeds must be sustained at 35 miles per hour with frequent higher gusts in order to achieve blizzard conditions. Thank you, weatherology.com, for that information. And that does it for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a sunny 44 degrees. For News Center 88, I'm Holly Belmont. Thanks, Holly. Now Ethan Peltier joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, Julia. The Marshall women's golf team wrapped up a two-day tournament at the GCU Invitational in Phoenix, Arizona Wednesday. Marshall freshman Casey McIlvain shot under par for the second time in two days, helping her secure a tie in 13th place. Marshall junior Emily McLatchy finished the tournament strong with one of the best performances amongst the competitors in the field, putting up a 4-under 68 in the final round. The herd finished 13th overall in the tournament and will prepare to travel to Wallace, North Carolina to compete in the UNCW Invitational between March 4th through the 5th. The Marshall softball team heads into a five-game weekend slate as it hosts its first home game at Dot Hicks Field starting Friday. The herd, currently holding a record of 8-7, will host 7-8 Butler, 7-5 Purdue, and 7-6 Radford between March 1st through the 3rd. The action begins tomorrow with a doubleheader, where the herd will take on Purdue at 11 a.m. and then will follow up against Butler at 1.30 p.m. We will have coverage for you right here on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network with pregame beginning at 10.45 a.m. with FM 88 Sports' Sean Kelly on the call. The Marshall men's basketball team fell 87-73 on the road against Georgia Southern Wednesday. Georgia Southern guard Tyron Moore led all scores with 23 points while also securing five rebounds. Additionally, Malik Tidwell put up 18 points for the Eagles. Marshall's Kevon Voiles and Cam Crawford tallied 22 and 14 points respectively. Nate Martin had 10 rebounds, marking the 19th time he has had double-digit rebounds this season. The Herd now holds an overall record of 12 and 18 with a conference record of 7 and 10. Georgia Southern holds an overall record of 7-23, also with a conference record of 7-10. Marshall will play its final regular season game tomorrow afternoon when it takes on Georgia State. The Marshall women's basketball team is riding high after clinching the top seed in the Sunbelt Conference standings, cementing themselves as regular season champions. The Herd has an overall record of 22-6 and and a conference record of 16-1 as it heads into its final regular season matchup against Georgia Southern tomorrow night. Again, we will have coverage for you right here on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network beginning uh, with pregame beginning at 5.30 p.m. with FM 88 Sports' Nate Courtney and Ben Anderson on the call. The Herd had a trio of members named to the Sunbelt Confer- All-Conference Indoor Track and Field team this afternoon. Kylie Maston and Abby Herring were named first team team members for their respective championship winning performances in the 5k and one mile events diana goodman was named to the second team after finishing runner-up in the pole vault event this marks goodman's second consecutive indoor all-conference award marshall's track and field team will open its outdoor season in march when it takes on or excuse me where it will compete in the charlotte 49 or classic from march 14th through the 16th A social media influencer is suing Miami Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill over an alleged incident that happened at the Stars' South Florida home last summer. In a lawsuit that Sophie Hall's attorney filed in Broward County Circuit Court on February 23rd, 
The influencer claims that Hill forcefully and purposefully shoved her while the two were participating in a football drill at his mansion. Hall is seeking up to $75,000 in damages. It is unclear whether she has reported the, incidu- the, excuse me, reported the incident to authorities. Her attorneys are suing Hill for battery, assault, intentional infliction of emotional distress, and negligence. Cristiano Ronaldo has been suspended for one match for making an alleged offensive gesture while making while during a Saudi Arabia League game while playing for Al Nasser in the Saudi Pro League. The suspension was announced in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, where the match took place. Footage on social media appeared to show Ronaldo cupping his ear and repeatedly thrusting his hand forward near his pelvis, seemingly aimed at the rival Al Shabaab supporters. The incident occurred on Sunday after Al Nasser dis- defeated Al-Shabaab 3-2. In the background were chants of Messi. Lionel Messi is Ronaldo's long-standing soccer rival. While the incident was not captured by television cameras, criticism of the 39-year-old Portugal striker was swift. Al-Nasa's next match is Thursday. Today in sports history, on this day in 1980, Gordie Howe tallied his 800th goal in the National Hockey League as the Hartford Whalers toppled the St. Louis Blues 3-0 at the Springfield Civic Center. Howe became the first player in NHL history to accomplish this feat, and he did so at the age of 52. The 1980 season would be Howe's last in the NHL, cementing one of the most legendary careers in hockey history. Thank you to OnThisDay.com for the information. That's all for today's FM88 Sports Report. For FM88 Sports, I'm Ethan Peltier. Thanks, Ethan. Coming up, our ancient animal ancestors had tails. Why don't we? Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88. Hey man, you dropped something. That's okay, it's just trash anyway. Actually, it's not okay, it's littering. You should pick it up and throw it away. It would be even better to recycle it. What are some other ways I can help out on campus? Try picking up litter around campus, recycling soda cans, plastic bottles, and paper at the designated bins around campus, taking shorter showers to save water, or walk, ride a bike, or even carpool to cut back on air pollution. Thanks man, I appreciate it. Think green and be Marshall Green. Brought to you by your friends at the eco-friendly WMUL 88.1 FM. Wondering what to do on a dull day? Well, I get kind of tired of hearing that same old music. MUL's got real variety. From jazz and blues to rock and progressive. 88.1's the place to be. I'm at WMUL, Marshall University. So there's this guy in your office and he just finished rehab and you don't know how to act around him. Okay, here's a few tips. Don't call him a loser. Do call him Larry, unless his name is John, then call him John. Don't remove the glue from the company envelopes, he's not going to sniff them. Do expect him to meet all his deadlines and don't be surprised when he doesn't. Oh, hey, don't make fun of his addiction. You can, however, make fun of his 80s haircut. For more tips on how to support a recovering user or if you'd like to become one, call 1-800-662-HELP. And finally today on News Center 88, scientists have identified a gene mutation that may explain why we don't have tails. Our very ancient animal ancestors had tails, but when apes diverged from monkeys, our branch of the tree of life shed its tail. From Darwin's time, scientists have wondered why and how 
this happened. Now, researchers have identified at least one of the key genetic tweaks that has led to this change. The authors caution that other genetic changes may also play a role. Their work was published yesterday in a journal Nature in the journal Nature. Social media social media backlash this week to media reports that said fast food chain Wendy's had plans to increase menu pricing during its busiest hours shows to limit where, when, and for what U.S. consumers will trade more cash for convenience. While customers may be willing to pay more for a hotel room during peak vacation times or to fork out more for rush hour Uber Uber rides, it looks like a Dave's Double Combo or a Frosty won't make the cut. Wendy's clarified its intentions yesterday. The company said it planned to test dynamic pricing that benefited customers and not surge pricing practices that charge more during times of peak demand. At 5, for the most complete news from Marshall University in the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Nate, for Nate Courtney, Emma Johnson, Holly Belmont, Ethan Peltier, Ben Anderson, and Tyler Pittman, and for the entire News Center 88 team, I'm Julie McAndrews. And your thought of the day is, if you don't like the road you're walking, start paving another one. Dolly Parton. <laughs>